I want to welcome all of you that are here watching and a part of this tonight. This is I'm Dr. Pamela, and this is Purpose with Pamela, and it's our live. We're also um, part of Right Now, because Right Now actually is a podcast, but we're doing double duty here. We're doing Right Now Purpose by Design live, Purpose with Pamela, mm -hmm. and then we're going to play it later so you can hear it and see it twice. But this is amazing because these authors here tonight are going to rock your world. Oh, yeah. So I am excited to jump in. And so I'm going to ask each of you to just introduce yourself, share a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into the book. So Megan, why don't you start us out and take it away? Praise God. Well, my name is Megan Fortner. I'm from Northern Missouri. Um, I am a woman after God's heart. Like I'm on fire for whatever he has for me. And I spread it out to anybody and everybody who wants to hear what God has. And um, I've got an amazing husband who is an outfitter. Um, we do deer hunting, all that fun stuff. We like to hunt. I have two amazing little boys, Caius and Ruger, who are just so special. They are so special, like just them talking about the Lord. And in times where maybe I'm down, they boost me up. I know I'm doing something right. So um, I'm just excited for everything that God has. I travel all over the United States to women's conferences. Um, I minister wherever God leads me to go, no matter where. If he asks, I'm on the way. I'm going. I don't have to second guess it. I'm going. But um, that's a little bit about me. I'm a survivor from abuse. But guess what? God's called me a different name. Amen. Oh, amen. I love that. God has called you by a different name. And it's not... It's not a survivor of abuse. It's a victorious one. That's I right. just feel like that's so powerful. Yeah. Okay, we're going to circle back to you in just a moment. Stephanie, tell us about you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my name is Stephanie Havel. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm also called the ambassador of affirmations. So uh, in my book, I speak a lot about too, just the affirmations, just the different things that events that happened in my life, losing my mom at a really young age. Um, you know, my my title is the faith on autopilot because we grew up, I grew up in a very uh, strong Christian home with great values and uh, so many things, you know, I, I'm sure with, as many of us, we, we think we're on this path and, and we, you know, we're, I followed all the rules, right? I believed in God, my heart, my family, we, we did everything we were asked of and, and then some, but yet we still, you know, I personally and our family suffered a lot of tragedies along the way. And so it's just really trying to trust the process, trust God that he has a plan, his plan's bigger and better than what we think it is. And so I just really try to, through my speaking as well, just try to lift other women um, and men, just lift people up using power of affirmations and knowing that, uh, uh, I just heard a quote this weekend is, um, this rejection is God's protection. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. And it's really like when we feel we're getting rejected and that's what I talk about in my story is it's this redirection, you know, just because, you know, we're faithful in God and, and things are going to happen to us, but you know, sometimes it's God's redirection or his protection over our life. And we just have to trust that and just stay faithful, stay the course. Yeah. That is really powerful. And I love the fact that you brought that up about the rejection is is a new direction or is God's direction or his intervention because a lot of people would not ever get catch that right. and so right away you're just like bowling a strike here and saying hey maybe reassess 
what you're thinking mm -hmm. is a rejection because it could be that it's God actually intervening and putting you on a different path, the path he has for you. I right. love that. And I love the fact that you're like saying, hey, I grew up in a home where it was this way and that way. And I'm telling you, it is not without its challenges itself. Like it, there's, there's no, there's no perfect home, no matter how wonderful. And even when we grow up in, in the Lord, like you say that you did, that doesn't mean that we don't experience life. And sometimes right. it can even be more difficult because we, we're not in a place where there's all kinds of drama going on so to say and then we're hit with it it's like ah right so right yeah there's so much you know and it's and yeah and that's what i talk about even just till today certain so many things continue to happen and when i look back i'm thinking oh that's you know god bless the broken road thank you thank you god his plan has been so good all along even though it's been hurtful and painful um for like a lot of people but that's why i was so grateful to be able to share my story because i do think sometimes people you know it can even look at myself or you dr pamela or megan and see you know here's this beautiful woman you know life is so perfect for her you know i i could you know my life didn't work out like hers and they have no idea you know pull the curtain or peel back the onion layers and see like, wow, this is what's underneath there. And this is where she came to. So I'm grateful to be able to share my story. And like you said, hopefully lift other people up through it. Yeah, yeah that's so powerful. Um, ladies, absolutely. We are every woman, right? We're not, uh, you know, moved away from that. We are every woman. You cannot let, you know, the exterior be the judge. If you remove that and, and we are removing that because you're going to hear some of their story here this evening and you're going to realize that we that they are every woman that they can absolutely resonate with you and and can help you in your place and can speak life into you so let's get rolling megan would you start us out i'll just bounce the ball back and forth here <laughs> Megan, give us a little bit of your backstory and tell us about your chapter. Yeah, praise God. So um, a little bit about my background is I was not raised in a Christian home like Stephanie. Um, I did not have that upbringing. Um, in my home was a lot of physical and mental abuse. And when I talk physical abuse, I mean physical abuse like to the bitter end, like it was horrible. My mom, unfortunately, was an alcoholic. My mom and dad split up when I was really young. So I only got to see my dad like every other weekend. And I felt safer there because my dad, you know, he wasn't home a lot. He was a farmer. He was gone. But, you know, I didn't have the alcoholism in that home, you know, so I didn't have that that physical abuse. Now, I had some mental abuse, right, from my stepmom, some. But, you know, it wasn't it just still wasn't what God would have wanted for me. Right. Cause that's not the love that God has for us. But, um, so I went along with that and mom left us for like three days. So I had to call my dad and have my dad come pick all of her kids up. I was sitting there raising all the kids. There were six of us and she How just left. How old were you when you were I was, it? I would say I was like nine years old. Oh, honey. Oh my goodness. And so, um, I mean, it was nine or 10 years old. My dad came and picked us all up, took me and my older brother because we were his kids. And then the other ones went to my grandma's house. And so um, that kind of changed some things in my life where I felt more safe and I could do some things, but there wasn't anything, you know, like it was like, you could do whatever you want, go do that. 
You know, there's so many kids today that want, go do what you want, but I didn't want, I want structure. I want love. I want someone to teach me how life works, not just figure it out for myself and go do all these things. You know, that's not what I wanted in my life. And so um, I started channeling a lot of things into basketball. Basketball was my sport. Um, That was my getaway is just getting into sports and just being involved in something, feeling like I was something rather than nothing, because I felt like nothing. I was always told that I was a mistake or, or, you know, get out of the way. What are you doing? You're always around. You're, you know, you make you feel like you shouldn't be there all my life. Mm. And so I channeled everything into basketball and I was good at it. I was good at it. I loved it. I wasn't very nice, but I was good. And so my dad enjoyed that about me because I was a spotlight. Everybody was watching Megan. What's Megan going to do? How many points is she going to score? You know, all those things. And so um, I thought I hit the jackpot when I got a um, scholarship to play basketball. Wow. No, no, no. I found, I thought that that was my, that was my beginning. That was my beginning. Like I'm going to yeah. be something now. Somebody's going to see me. Everybody's talking about me. Everybody likes this stuff. I'm, you know, people are showing me all this attention, but it's the wrong attention. They didn't care about me. Mm-hmm. They just wanted me to put up the points, get the rebounds, you know, so I went to college and uh, went to one party, drank one beer, and got date raped. Woke up in a room naked next to a man I did not, like I met him, like I'd seen him, but I knew like, how did I get here? How did I get here? Oh my goodness. So can I just ask yeah. you a question? So you said date, you were date raped. You had one drink. So that drink had something in it because you said you woke up. Yeah, I woke up. Like I, I don't remember much of the night. And then when I went back and asked about like, what happened? They're like, oh, well, you got, he was carrying you out the door. We thought you wanted to go with him. I'm like, he's carrying me out the door. Like, I obviously had no idea. So I went to the nurse the next day and told the nurse at the college what had happened. And her response to me was, you had a beer. You went to the party. We can't say anything about it. It's your fault. Okay. It's my fault. Everything's been my fault all throughout my life. It's been my fault that I'm born. It's my fault that my mom's a mess. It's my fault that my mom almost killed me in a car because she was drunk and passed out. It's my fault. You know, everything has been my fault. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'll take it. It's my fault. My fault. I'll bear it. So then I start spiraling. Depression hits. I don't want to play basketball anymore. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to eat. I don't want to do anything. So I quit school, quit the love of my life, which was basketball, and went back home. Started finding love in the eyes of men. Got pregnant. (laughs) Had a child. Was abused in that relationship. Choked, kicked, all kinds of things, you know? And so then I, I find the man that is my son's dad. And I say, oh, he's perfect, right? He says all the right things. He's sharp dressed. He smells good. He looks good. He treats me well. And then I find out after I have give birth to his son that he cheated on me. Wow. And he wasn't home. Like he's a traveling pipe welder, you know, so I didn't see him very much. So that's probably why everything seemed good because you're not around each other. And um, so I found out that he cheated on me when he came home and I found his phone and there was messages on there. So he tells me he's going to quit the job. He's going to find a different one. Doesn't happen. And then I go out on the, here's the, here's the turning point. This is the turning point. 
I go out on the swing and my baby's in bed and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to end my life and someone's going to find my baby. <sighs> okay. I want someone to find my baby and I'm sitting on the swing going through, okay, I've got pills, there's guns, there's, you know, there's all these, what can I do? And I, so I'm sitting there and as I'm sitting there, I, I was like, okay, I know a little bit about this God thing. Cause I'd given myself to Christ when I was 18, but I didn't have any teachings or anything. So I just went back to my own ways. Cause I had no idea what was happening or anything. So I sat on that swing and I said, I know about this God thing and I'm about ready to be done. I'm done. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. How could you put me through this? And I just felt the love of God come over me. And he says, you may be done, but I'm not. Wow. If you will just choose me, I will give you the life that I have intended for you all along. That was it. That was it. I gave my life fully to Christ. I told the man I was with, if we're not going to get married, this playing house is over. I'm done. I'm going to move on. And I did. And then I met my husband, who is a man of God, full of faith, full of strength, everything. And it, it didn't take us long to decide we were meant to be. And then we had my son, Caius. And now I graduated Pastor Mark's Bible school. The, I, uh, I did his online correspondence program through the mail. Graduated that. And I have been seeking God fervently for eight years now uh, or nine years. I have been following the Lord. And like Miss Stephanie said down there, there has been a battle every second of the day. No matter if you're strong in the Lord, you're becoming strong in the Lord. No matter what it is, the devil's going to attack you every second of the day. And he's going to throw anything and everything he can at you. He's going to try to make you think about your past. But whenever I said, yes, Lord, I realized that old me is dead and gone. I don't care what that is in my past. That doesn't define who I am today. Who I am is who Christ says I am. And he says, I'm loved. I'm precious. I'm above all of this stuff. The devil's under my feet. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm abundantly provided for. He takes care of me on all sides. When the devil comes, he's got me. He's got my back. He's got my front. He's got me on all sides. So I don't worry about nothing. The devil's under my feet. So when he tries to come, I just tell him where he needs to go. Come on now. Come he on has now. No place. He has no place. And if he tries to remind me that, you know, I was raped or, or I was nothing or nobody loved me or I was abused or nobody wanted me. Everybody just wanted pieces of you, but didn't want you. They didn't like who you really were. They just wanted that other part. I have to turn around and remind the devil. I know who my daddy is. And I know how I have been restored and I know how that's not who I am. And you can try again, because guess what? It's not going to shake me away from the love that God has poured yeah. on me to change my life. I don't care what he has to say Woo. or what he tries to do. <laughs> Come on. So then, you know, I've just been giving myself to the Lord and I've just been fervently doing what he's asking. And like she said, you know, you just, Go on and do what he asks you to do. And he's going to show up big and mightily in your life, no matter what tragedies or things may come. I lost my mom back in 2010. I was, I wish I would have been then who I am now. So I could have helped her because she went through the same types of things as a child. She was lost. She had no idea. Nobody told her the truth, you know? And so I lost my mom. Then I lost my grandpa. And then my brother-in-law passed away within five years, 34 years old of a heart attack, you know? So it's just been boom, boom, boom. And then there's been attacks on my family, you know, now. And it's like, 
I just laugh anymore because you know what? The devil's time short. He knows it. He's throwing everything he can. And I know I have the victory. So I don't care what comes my way. I'm standing on the promises of God. And the problem is not big. It's small. And the promise overrides any problem that ever tries to come my way. Oh, that's powerful. Say that again about the promise overriding. That is a mic drop. Say that again. So the problem is tiny because no matter what the problem is, the promise always overrides the problem. It overtakes the problem uh -huh. because the problem means nothing to me because I know I have the promises. Oh, that the promises is, are writing right. it down. Yeah, come on. Yes. Say it again. <laughs> so... A lot of times people look at the problem. The problem's the biggest thing. This problem, this problem, this problem. But I have been taught by my father in faith, Pastor Mark Hankins, and he had mentioned this to me many times. He says it differently, but the problem is big to others, but the problem is small and the promises are big and the promises override the problem because we know that the promises are ours already. Mm. We don't have to stand on the problem and believe in the problem, we stand and believe in the promise because the promise is yours and it's yours for the taking. You just have to receive it and stand on it and believe it by faith. It'll yeah. come to pass. It'll come to pass. It will come to pass. Oh, yes. I love that. Praise God. That. So I have, um, I have two questions for you. One is from the book and one is from something that you just said. Okay. You talked about your first, uh, well, I don't think he was, the person that cheated on you was remarried to. Okay, I'm, I'm no, I wasn't married to any of them. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to mess, but I, and I, I was drawing a blank. Yeah. I said you found out by messages on the phone, and then you said, you know, the next thing you're contemplating, you're, you know, taking your life. That's heavy. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, how did you feel in that moment? And to that woman that's watching right now, that knows what's happening, what can you say to her? So how I felt in that moment was I felt but like I felt like this life is not good enough. Like this life is not I can't do this anymore. Like I felt I cannot. But this is what I said to myself. I cannot believe that I have been dealt the life that I've been dealt when I have been not following in my mother's footsteps. Like I did everything I could to change it, to not be that. Right. So. I said, why does nobody love me? Why am I nothing? Why, you know, I'm asking all these questions because this is what I felt like. And I'm asking myself these things. Why does this keep happening to me? Yeah. Why? Well, I know why. I wasn't following the Lord and I wasn't letting him lead. I was trying to figure it all out on my own. Right. And if when I took that step back. So what I want to encourage you is when you're feeling those things, enter into his presence because in his presence is the fullness of all things. And all it takes is just saying, God, I'm a mess. I, I just don't understand. I just need you, God. Please, please just speak to me. Please just come to me. I'm ready to listen. I'm giving you all of me. I don't want this anymore. I want what you have, God. And I know that I feel like this, but I know I'm not supposed to. So God, show up and show me. And you know what he does? Because your heart is open and you're asking him because the Bible says knock and the door will be answered. Seek and you will find. Ask and the answer will be given. Because you're doing that, God says, here I am. Here I am. Let's go. I'm ready. You're ready. And let's go. Let's do this together. It will be hard. It will be hard. But it will be easy because you stay in my presence and you let me take the lead. 
Wow, that is absolutely powerful. And I love the fact that you're not making it sound like, you know, a bed of roses, like, right. oh, gonna, like you're being honest and saying it's going to be difficult, but you won't be doing it alone. Right. And you'll have the divine help. You're going to have your heavenly father. You're going to have the help of God and all of heaven. Yeah. Back to you. That's yeah. really powerful. Okay. One more question. Okay. <laughs> I have your book here. Uh, no, your book, your uh, chapter. You said, and page 275, <laughs> the bottom of the page, I don't hurt anymore. And I'm not trying to get the approval of people. I am no longer a nobody. I am a somebody. And I mean everything to God. And there is nothing that will take me away from him. Yeah. I was like, what a powerful statement. And the question I have for you is, when did that faith building moment, for you to be able to write that and say that, I can feel the conviction of it when just reading it without even saying it out loud, reading it out loud, I'm like, Woof, I can feel the anointing on that. When did that begin to take, take shape in you? If you're speaking this out to others that are thinking, oh, I want to feel that way. How do they begin on that path, that journey, so that they can come to that place that you're at where they're saying, I am no longer somebody else is kicking stone. I am no longer a nobody. Right. Praise God. So I would say that happened to me four years ago. Wow. So I was following the Lord. It's so important, y'all, that you get in a strong faith-based church for, I mean, that gives you the word and gives it to you and teaches you and grows you and wants to grow you. Because, um, you know, I was in a church for, I don't know, five years before my husband and I got together and um, I wasn't growing and I was hungry. I was hungry. I knew I was missing something. And so um, four years ago, we met Pastor Mark Hankins and, you know, we got into our church and in the church that we were in, we knew it was a pivot point for meeting Pastor Mark. I know that was the whole reason. And Pastor Mark is amazing in faith and who you are in Christ and what you have. So Absolutely. whenever he started preaching those things and teaching those things, like you're not who your mama made you. You're not who your dad made you. You're not what your circumstances made you. You're not who your failures are. You're not who people say you are. You're not even who your family say you are. You are who Christ says you are. And you are a new creation. You have been made new. You are loved. You are precious. You are enough to him. And I heard that and I'm like, I want to know that. Yeah. I want to know that. So when he said that, I was like, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to know. So I started, you know, the Bible says test, test. You got to test and line it up with the word. So I'm taking these scriptures that he's saying, which he's got them on a card. And I just got in those in Christ scriptures and found out who I really am. Yeah. You know, you are not your circumstances. You're not your DNA that your parents gave you. When you become a new creation, the DNA of Christ is now living on the inside of you. And when you dive into the scriptures and find out who you are now, because you're in Christ, whoo, come on. Ain't nobody can take that from you. Nobody can take that from you. And when yeah. you know you have the power, like you said, the authority behind that, you have that power and authority to walk into a room and change the whole entire atmosphere. 
Yes. Because who you are in him and knowing who you are in him and knowing who you really are, nobody can take that from you but you if you choose to decide to be somebody else than who Christ has created you to be. Man, boom. You know what? Here we are, Thursday night, going to church. I love it. This is awesome. I love it. Praise God. All right. Um, Megan, how do people follow you? get in touch with you and get the book from you. Praise God. So yeah, I'm on Facebook, Megan Fortner, just Megan Fortner. I have a podcast called Faith and Fire with Megan. It's on Spotify, the Apple iTunes. It's on most of the platforms that, that a podcast is on. I have a YouTube channel as well, Faith and Fire with Megan. You can find, we're starting to put more ministry stuff on there rather than just the same things. But, and then I am on Instagram. I'm not that active on there. So the best way would just be through um, Facebook message me anytime. I, I promise you, you have a seat at my table. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care who people say you are. I don't care what you look like. I'm telling you right now, you have a seat at my table and let's grow together because the glow that I have, God wants to give you because that's who he has created you to be. So find me on Facebook, message me. You can get my book through there. Uh, Megan Fortner on Facebook and my podcast and YouTube is Faith and Fire with Megan. Ooh, definitely Faith and Fire. Up in here, up in here. Praise wow. God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Megan. All right, Stephanie. Woohoo! We are ready to hear. Wow. Come on, girl. I had a mess that fire. Woo! Go for it. Hop in. Tell us a little bit about you, your backstory, and about your chapter. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, Megan. That was so great and getting me fired up as well. So, uh, yeah, as I said earlier, I, I felt very fortunate to grow up. But it was it was a Catholic home, which is a very great faith-filled home. Great parents who are in love, brothers and sisters, grandparents. And, um, you know, like I said, I felt like we just everything. There was daily prayers at the table. There was, you know, singing worship songs and just a really strong faith. I never really um, doubted that, you know, uh, that God wasn't present in our life and we could pray. And so as, you know, my life went on, I, I was 19 years old and I went off to college. And again, it was a great time. I was super excited. I was studying public relations and communications at the university. I was on the dance team. I was dating the rising star on the hockey team. Um, my parents were well off and everything was great. And it was a Sunday morning. I was getting ready for my finals and I had been at my girlfriend's house and I was like hurrying up trying. I ran back home to um, my apartment or where I was living to get some stuff to do my finals. And then I was gonna go back to my girlfriend's house. And all of a sudden I hear a knock at my door and there's a full dress, um, a police officer in full dress uniform. And I was like, ah. I had parked on the wrong side of the street because I was just like going to run in and I was going to just grab some stuff. And Minnesota, there's a lot of snow and then there's a lot of snow. And so I was parked on the wrong side of the street. I was in the snow, plowed toe zone, whatever. And so this cop, I'm like, I know why you're here. You know, he's like, I'm looking for Stephanie Havel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's my car. Okay. And he said, well, um, that's not why I'm here. We can talk about that later. He said, your dad's been trying to get a hold of you. And your landline has been busy. He, you know, it's been busy for the past half hour and he needs you to call him, you know, right away. And I was like, oh, that's so like my dad, just checking in on me, making sure that I'm studying for my finals. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, and, you know, he, he was paying for my college. He was well invested in it. So he had a reason to check in on me. And so, you know, called him on the phone. I was like, hey, pops, you know, this is Steffi. What's up? And then he was very quiet on the other end of the line. And he said, Steffi, 
mama died today. Your mom died today. And I, I, mom, yeah, you mean grandma? Because I knew my mom's mom, my grandma had been sick. He said, no, honey, mama, Caroline died today. And I just, I dropped to my knee. I, I couldn't understand it, you know, like, how does this happen? This is just not real. Everything, like I said earlier, you know, our life was just going along fine. We we're going to live happily ever after, you know, we're going to grow old, die and, you know, go roll, die from old age. And um, she was 48 years old um, and she had died in her sleep. And so kind of similar to, you know, what you were saying, Megan. So I went home and was with my family and, um, you know, in, in Minnesota, that you know, there's so many people that come and lift you up. And, you know, at that time of deep grief, I was very fortunate, again, to have, you know, friends and family and every there lifting you up and praying over you. And um, my dad, you know, uh, my dad, you know, came to me and said, you know, you got to, we've got to get going here. You know, we can't just sit here and do nothing. He said, the sun rises and the sun sets every single day. And every day you have a choice. You have to decide if you're going to get up and do something right with this gifts and the grace that God gave you, or are you just going to lay there and pull the covers over your head? Wow. You know, I can't, I, I don't know how, I don't know how. And, you know, and like what you were saying earlier, Megan, and to my set, you know, this situation isn't going to define you. You know, your mother was a hard worker. We're hard workers. We're going to get through this together, you know, and, and God, he does, he has a big plan for you. And I just, I was like, but I don't know how. And so part of what I speak on in the affirmations is kind of what my dad helped me along with my mindset is he said, so I spell my name, if you can see it on the screen or not, it's S-T-E-F-A-N-I. And um, he said, he took the letters of my name and he said, you are a strong, talented, energetic, fierce amazing, never quits, inspiring young lady. And that's how you're going to get through this, right? You're going to, you have to own those words. That's who you are. That's who God designed you to be. And every day you wake up, you need to tell yourself these words. You know, I talk about you want a better life or you want a level 10 life. You got to start thinking and believing that you're a level 10 person. That's and good. it's by speaking those words of truth and it's hard, you know, I mean, I, I felt fortunate in that I didn't have to, um, you know, suffer, some, you know, a lot of adversity and heart, you know, tragedies and things like that. But you still feel this low point, like my mom was my best friend, you know, how am I going to get through this? You know, how this is not supposed to happen. This was not, you know, and, and thinking, you know, she, she was such a faith filled woman. I mean, it was just amazing. Like, I don't understand how you could take somebody's life like that. When there's so many other people, I, you know, in your mind, right, less deserving. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so so we did, we, you know, we got on, I felt great, because my dad was very, um, very strong and held our family together. We continued on with our faith and, and, and believing that, you know, again, God was redirecting. I titled my chapter um, Faith on Autopilot, because you know, I just thought, like, like I said, we're doing everything right. God's just going to take care of me. <laughs> and uh, and he was. He was taking care of me um, and redirecting me. You know, I said sometimes he puts turbulence in your life um, to yeah. get you on that right path. And so, you know, kind of fast forwarding, um, you know, we did. My dad, we, so I was dating the college hockey star eight years later. I was engaged to be married and felt like, okay, God, I get it now, right? I mean, it was painful, but I'm back on track. My dad was getting remarried, selling her childhood home. I had quit my job because I was going to get married and move my fiance um, out to Nevada. 
And it was another Sunday night, another knock at my door. And it was my fiance. And he was living in Europe at the time. And he came home to surprise me. This is about a month before our wedding. I was like, oh, so cute. He surprised me. So exciting. And he said, um, Stephanie, I love you, but um, I don't want to get married. The wedding's off. I'm out of here. I'm moving to Nevada without you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not what I had planned, an entire wedding plan, a month away from my wedding, the dress, the, everything. Wow. And yeah, again, just seriously, this is what I thought my life was designed to be. You know, I lost my mom, but I was going to have a, a, a marriage like my parents did and buy a house and have children. And, you know, again, I was back on track, right, to having the life that I thought was designed for me in my mind and in my way. Right. right. And um, so, again, there was my dad, you know, picking me up, saying this man doesn't define you. You know, again, I'm going back to what you said, this situation, this man, this doesn't define you. You you are built. You are made for so much more, you know, and you have to believe that you have to believe in your heart and know that you you've got to you've you've got to get out. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. You can't let this hold you back. And I, I, you know, I struggled, but I did, I moved on and, you know, and just throughout my life, um, you know, I still like, I, you know, you asked Pamela about like speaking to the audience or women, um, so many women struggle, you know, with a heartache and relationships and, you know, maybe you know, getting married because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do or having kids because that's going to solve the problem. You know, um, so I'm 55 years old. I've never been married and I have no children. And that was, that was really hard for me um, because again, I thought I, I always wanted to be married. And I always wanted to have children. I just never, the right person, you know, has didn't show up in my life. And I could have had other options, you know, to maybe raise children through adoption or different things like that. But I, I feel like reflecting back now, like God's my, the purpose for my life. Like I volunteer at my church. I have for 20 years every week. Um, with little children. And I just love it. Everybody at my church knows me. I've been there forever. Um, I have 12 nieces and nephews that I just get to pour into. And I have, I would take them for weekends at a time and give my brothers and sister a break from the kids. Um, as an adult, I've had my, um, one of my nephews lived with me. I've taken my, um, taken them on trips. Um, and now I can pour into my great niece and nephews. And so that's just really been a blessing. And I feel like those are relationships that I wouldn't have been able to have had I had my own children, you know, and I've been able to, you know, minister, if you will, to so many single women, a lot of my friends who really struggled. I mean, my house has kind of been a safe haven because I have had friends who are in really difficult relationships and situations and needed to get out. And I always had a home. I always had a, you're welcome. Come stay for the weekend. Come for the night, come for the day, call me up. You need a ride. You need me to come get your kids. I mean, I, I can tell stories upon stories. My friends are like, well, my husband's drunk, passed out. I need to go to work. I, what am I going to do? Wow. Hang on, I'll be there. I'm come, I'll come watch the kids or I'll come pick up the kids and you do what you got to do. And I couldn't have done all that. Probably if I would have been married and had my own kids. So I was, now I'm coming to learn what really God's purpose is for me. And, you know, again, I still have those struggles. There's, you know, days I get lonely and I really want that companionship. But I truly just continue to be faithful and know that God's plan and his purpose for me, you know, is, is good. It, it's it's all for the greater good. What did you say, Megan? I wrote it down. The purpose, um, 
<laughs> the promise of the God overrides the problems. Like, right. He's got a bigger plan for me. And I just, I just hold true to that. You know, um, some days when I feel like uh, I need a hug, I can just, I close my eyes. I'm like, okay, God spoon me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I try to just feel his love just blow over me and just wash over me. Just hug me, hug me. Let me feel your breath on my neck and hold me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's it in a nutshell. Is absolutely beautiful. Um, a couple of things that you said, and, and I do have a question from your chapter as well. But there were there were some amazing uh, mic dropping moments here, where it's like, drop the mic! Oh my gosh, how what, that was so powerful. Um, you said that your dad, I mean, what an amazing man, and that he continued to tell you to keep going and keep mm -hmm. going. And, and as you're telling your story, I'm like, that's what you're doing now. I mean, that's been passed on to you. And that's what you're doing with other people by coming to their rescue, coming and helping them. And, and all it's like you're now have that baton handed to you. Right. And it's now you're right. telling everybody to keep going. Did you ever think, Dad, you know, be quiet. Like you don't have any idea what you're talking about. What do you mean telling me to keep going? Um, or was it uh, just like, uh, okay, yeah, dad, right. Yeah, woo-woo, sis, boom, ba, I'm going to keep going. Was that? Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that, Pamela. Yeah, when, when my wedding was called off and, you know, my dad was like, Stephanie, do you know who you are? I was like, oh, seriously, not right now, dad, not right now, save it. Okay, you don't know, you're a man, you don't understand my pain, my mom would have understood this. And um, yeah, but but he was right, you know, and it's, we, you know, so many of us, we just, it, it is so hard, you know, you do, you feel so lost and so broken, and we just want to pull the covers over our head. And, but we just, you have to press on. And that's where I do, you know, sharing my stories and, and including the affirmations about it, right? Is who we are, who do we want others? How do we want others to see us? How do we want to show up every day? Um, yeah. Because when you do, and you know, it, it's good. It hurts. It is painful. It is very hard. And there's days, yeah, when I said, forget it, I don't care. You know, like your story too, Megan. There's time you just sit there. You're like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't understand. Why is this happening to me? This is not fair. Everybody else gets to have their parents, you know, Mother's Day, they get to celebrate it. You know, everybody's getting married. Everybody's having kids. You know, what am I doing wrong? You know, and why is it? Why doesn't any man love me? Why doesn't any man want to marry me? Uh, you know, and it, it, it's really not about that. You know, it's um, it's just, I'm meant for a greater purpose. And I'm, I feel like I can still have a 25 year marriage. You know, I try to take care of my health and my body. And um, I've, I've got a long way to go yet. My dad is 83. So I'm hoping I got my dad's genes and <laughs> I'm going to live for another 30 years. Well, and as Megan said, the DNA has been changed, right? So you've got that eternal DNA now, right? So you're here, you're here as long as you want to be. That is so powerful. Now, one other question that I have for you, and it's not really a question. I just wanted to ask if you would expound on it. I loved the level 10 life. Mm -hmm. That was powerful. Can you just, can you talk about that? Unpack that a little bit more. That was yeah. great. Absolutely. And that's what I speak in in my affirmations presentation is it really is. It's, it's your mindset, you know, and it is so hard um, to to get in that dark place and think, why me? Why is this happening? This is not fair. And uh, but it's really 
again, we want, you know, I say you want a better life. We got to be a better person. We And that starts with your belief and who you are. And that's why, you know, that level 10 life people will sometimes, you know, they can look at all of us, right? Like, oh, she's so pretty and she's happy and she has a great job. Her life is so perfect, you know, and how do you always show up all the time? You're so happy. It's like, because I have a choice. I have to, I, every day we have a choice. And that's what my dad taught me. Every every day you wake up, you have a choice. And, you know, I can't say it as eloquently as Megan said, you know what? Yeah, that devil, man, he's chirping on your ear all the time, right? Gonna, he's coming for you. He's coming for you. And it's like, nope, uh -uh, I'm not going to listen to it. I know who I am. I'm strong. I'm talented. I'm energetic. I'm fierce. I'm amazing. I'm not quitting. I'm inspiring. That's who Stephanie is. And that's how I bring myself to that level 10 life. I, I want to live it to the absolute fullest. I, I, I was given a gift to, to be healthy. I feel grateful that I outlived my mom, you know, at 48. I mean, every day that I live past 48 years old, it's, it's, for her, you know, that I can live out the life that she didn't get to. So God dang it, you know, you better make it a good one, sister. Uh, right? Because I'm kind of living for two of us. Oh, that is so powerful. I love that. That level 10 life, all about mindset, and that there's a purpose why we're here. And we have a choice every day. Right. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And by the way, girl, you are beautiful. I mean, yeah. both of you are Thank you. 55. Really? Yeah. Are you sure it's not 35? Come on. <laughs> well, thank you. Let's just keep those filters good on these cameras here. <laughs> thank goodness for those filters. Okay. I have a question, but I don't think there's any filters. She's beautiful. Yeah. You're both beautiful. But, you know, sometimes we need to hear that, that we are. And you, you ladies are awesome. Okay. So here is the question, the, the part I wanted to read. Um, and, and I loved this because you you were brought up. Um, in in a godly home in a, in the church and you and so you were used to having confessions of scriptures and and prayer. My question to you was: You said I have overcome challenges. I had to break through limiting self beliefs. Yeah, you just the limiting self beliefs is just absolutely. I just felt. Um, you know, I wasn't, you know, part of it when, when my mom had died, you know, I just, I wasn't good enough to go back to college to, you know, I wasn't going to be able to finish school or get a job. I just wasn't going to be able to do any of this um, because I just didn't have a support system from my mom and I was going to be all alone. And then just, you know, through the life being single, you know, I had relationships and um, I was cheated on almost every relationship I've had been cheated on and lied to. And, um, you know, yeah. And just thinking, okay, just, I'm not that good, right? You know, it must be what, what I must be something me. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. Um, that's why nobody wants to marry me. Um, and it was just, and it was very small minded thinking, um, you know, that that's what it was all about. Like that's, I needed to be, I need to have a college degree. I needed to, in order to be successful to, to get a job, I had to have a college degree and I had to do this. And in order for, um, you know, me to have a fulfilling life, I had to be married and have kids. Like that's, if I didn't have, if I didn't check all those boxes, then my life wasn't fulfilled. If so, I didn't have all those things. How did you come from, how did you go, you know, just briefly, how did you go from having um, limited belief to level 10? 
Just, yeah, good question. Um, I think just through the affirmation, you know, with my dad, with the affirmations and just the mindset. I mean, my mom, like, and really just, my mom was an immigrant, an Italian immigrant, her and her mom and, and my grandfather. Um, she came here at eight years old, didn't speak any English. At 21, she was an entrepreneur. She owned, she started her own beauty salon. She had a clothing store. My grandfather, my whole family, you know, immigrants were very successful, worked very hard. And so it was just, you know, reflecting back on my mom's life, my dad's words, and thinking about what my mom accomplished. Um, and I still feel like, I mean, 48 years old, she was running a successful business. She was a mother of four children. She was taking care of her aging parents and um, doing accounting and bookworking for her her father. And she had no math background or anything like that. She went to beauty school, was not an accountant, but she did all the financial books and everything. And so it was really just a reflection of, again, I felt fortunate, though the things that I was taught growing up is that's just who we are. You just keep going and God will show up for you. And you just got to keep fighting because, you know, you do the work and, um, you know, and, and it will happen. It's going to be hard. There's, you know, definitely had problems along the way. My mom had her challenges in her business and everything like that, but she just kept pressing on. And even when she was sick, it, it didn't matter. I mean, she was still, you know, pressing on going forward, was not going to quit. And so it was just kind of, I think that childhood, the philosophy of the, that we were raised in that we just don't give up. We just, let's, my dad, the end was we never quit. You know, you fall down, you get right back up again because you every day is is a good day, right? That you're breathing, that you can walk. And it can, I always say when people talk about gratitude, it's like the fact that I can see, I can hear, I can smell, I can taste. Those are amazing. That is so, be grateful for just the simple things that you can do every single day. And, you know, again, by the grace of God, you just keep, keep going. I love that. Yep. We are gra grateful to be on God's wake up list, right? Mm -hmm. Every day we're here. Okay. Briefly, just tell everybody how they can find you, follow you and get the book from you. Yes. Thank you. I'm again, just Stephanie Havel. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it. I'm out there. Um, so just, just message me on any social media site. It's Stephanie Havel um, or stephaniehavel.com. Um, and I also, if you find me on Facebook, I have an affirmations page too, where you can create create your name affirmation. So I'd love for people to uh, think about their words and phrases of affirmation using the letters of their name and then post it on my Facebook page. Oh, I love that. That is great. I want to thank you both. This has been amazing. And my takeaways as we wind out here today, in, in 10 seconds, I'm going to tell you, Megan, this is what I get from you. It's never too late. Mm -hmm. And that God will turn everything around if you will let him. And I, your, your chapter is absolutely amazing and um, you're amazing and, and your story just empowers me. And Stephanie, like you, what I'm taking away is that challenge of, am I living level 10? And so I just want to empower everybody that's watching here to take this away. Are you doing what you need to do to keep going to live level 10? And are you willing to say yes to whatever it is and trust that God can turn it around? Yeah. Get this book, get this book from these ladies right here. Get this book and reach out to them because they're a blessing and they'll empower your life for God's glory. Thank you, ladies, for being Thank with you us. For having us. Thank you, Pamela. It was awesome. Great Thank job, you. Megan. Thank yeah, you too, girl. See you. Bye. Bye.